and you see him go Shane. And does the record scratch? I mean, I didn't. I was Did like, start the record scratched, the bombs dropped. The, I mean, the, 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 the wind started blowing. You were just like, it's a hurricane. You know what I mean? We got a lot of national media happening here in Richmond, so we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. My name is Scott Wise, and I'm here with my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Eat It, Virginia is Richmond, Virginia's premier food and drink podcast. Did you know that, Roby? Look at you. I'm say adding, that again. I'm I want you to say line. that again really fast. Really fast? Yeah, really fast. Eat It, Virginia is a Richmond, Virginia's premier food and drink podcast. Dude, your voice is sounding so good for those sponsors. You like that? Yeah, I do. I can read any commercial you like. I would love it. I want you to do all the sponsor commercials. I'm so excited for this week's podcast, Ruby, for many reasons. So national media all over the Richmond, Virginia food scene. Normally we have our guests lined up weeks in advance, sometimes days in advance. This one came together at the very last sometimes minute. Sometimes month in advance. I'm very prepared. You're right. We have one coming out in March that was recorded a little while ago. Yeah, months. Months in advance. Mm-hmm. I, you, I want to give you credit where credit is due. Thank you, I want it. Roby's fingers is on the pulse of the Richmond Dining scene. Yeah, that's not what I said. I just said that we had guests months ago. But this episode came together at the very last minute. But very cool. Tell the folks who we're talking to. Uh, so I don't know if you're watching any national television, Guy Fieri, Gordon Ramsay, but if you know that he's Cocktail been- sticks. <laughs> there it is again. Yeah, that's what we did the last time we talked about him. Um, He's been all over Virginia, and he was here in Richmond at the Southern Kitchen Restaurant. In Jackson Ward. Absolutely. And Shane, who is the owner of Southern Kitchen Restaurant, is here talking today. In her, she, I mean, this woman who I had not met before today is amazing. Really and truly, she's like a spark plug. A ball of energy. So, you know, remember... A Tasmanian devil. (laughs) You guys saw the episode. I told her she needs to put that on shirts. So if you are... Remember when I told you the individuals reached out to me about a national food show? You mean when you dropped some names and said that uh, some some network called you to be on TV and you had to say no? I had... Okay. And then you said I'm going to be at ZZQ with Guy Fieri instead. And I was like, geez, Ruby. Okay, so I was at ZZQ with Guy Fieri. Way fun. I had to be a fireflower and fork and had to be is a totally wrong statement. I do some emceeing for some of those things, and I find it very, very cool, that food festival that we have. But they reached out to me to ask me to be the resident food person in this episode, and I had to decline. Gordon Ramsay's episode yeah. of Southern Kitchen. Yes, yeah. and I'm sad. Did you see it? I did. I watched it. I did, I did my homework, my research leading up to the interview today. What were your impressions of the episode? I thought... Well, first of all, I learned, actually, I don't even want to give away my impressions because Shane is here and I want you to hear them the for one, the first time. The one part I thought was funny that I don't think we addressed in the interview with Shane was when uh, it was like they were leading up to describing Southern Kitchen and Jackson Ward and, and Gordon's like, there's the Richmond Coliseum right next door and they can't. It's dr- been can't shuttered dr- since January. Well, no, no. He says, he says. And they can't even draw any of the people from Richmond Coliseum to her restaurant. And I was like, ooh. Because there's no one there. <laughs> that didn't age well. Because yeah, it's no. been closed for months. 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 So we'll get to Shane in a moment. But first, what are the headlines in the dining scene this week? So we, I think we're going to see the reemergence of Peter Chang's. Oh, yeah. We got an email in the old Eat It Virginia mailbag about that. That's sure. at eatitvirginia at gmail.com. Eat it, Virginia at gmail.com's email wants to know about Peter Chang's. And I 
think they're going to open next week. So this is Monday, so this week maybe, but maybe the following week. You know how restaurant opens are. We're not confused. End of February? End of February. Okay. Look at you putting that in concise language. This is the short pump location. This is. The one in Scott's Edition has been Edition stays open, has soup dumplings. You should have some. I'm pretty sure Tiny Victory is gone. That's the Filipino-inspired restaurant on Broad Street. That would be the one. Okay. Pretty tasty food. Big drinks. I remember seeing your oh. Instagram photos of like the oh Chef Johnny was telling us when he was the bartender there. Yep, the fishbowl drinks. Yep, the, the large communal drinks. Yeah, I'm not. You're not. We're not supposed to call them communal. Oh, we're okay. supposed to call them large format. Anyway, they were communal for me. I shared one with my sister, um, Ian Merriman, who was part of the ownership. Okay has been announced as the new chef at Shore Dog Cafe. So he's going to be really busy or Tiny Victory is closing? I mean, he could be straddling both places, but that building sold for almost a million dollars where Tiny Victory is. So to be clear, you have not heard from Ian specifically, but you're just kind of tying, you're just so, uh, connecting the dots. Uh, well, the, they announced him on Shore Dog's social media, right. and so you would assume that okay. that means that the case is. No, I have not heard from Ian specifically. but And then I got a few thoughts about this Belleville sitch. The Belleville sitch. Yeah. Enlighten me. The food hall that's coming in. No, no, I remember. At the Vale. Yeah, over in Scott's Edition. So lots of rumors swirling around about this whole thing. What and kind of rumor? What are you hearing? So I am hearing maybe a brick and mortar location for Cobra Burger. Nice. Um, yeah, that's exactly how nice. I feel about it. Like you could not now have. Are they a food truck? Or are they just like a pop up? They're like a pop-up, right. but amazing. Right, sure. The, and maybe a brick and mortar for a high roller, the lobster company that comes down from Maine. I don't actually think that we have a la- a physical, like, known for lobster roll spot in Richmond, so that would be super fun. I'm hearing a couple of different coffee places. Do you remember the, the timeline on this thing? Soon. Soon. So if I had to connect the dots, you heard that Brittany Anderson is going, so it's the National... Neighborhood Restaurant Group is the individuals that are opening it. Out of Northern Virginia. Uh, yeah, we're like, yep, they actually are out of Northern Virginia, but they have a, a lot of spaces in D.C., so they're, your brother's going to love this. So Eric, Scott's brother's a big beer dude, so he's probably interested in Church Key and Birch and Barley. Birch and Barley, is that the name of it? He'd know. Can we ask er- Eric if you were here, you would know, but I know it's Church Key. They just opened a food hall called The Roost in D.C., and Brittany Anderson, who is Metzger, Chairlift, Brenner Pass here, is opening a spot there. Nice. So if you were to guess, maybe she's going to have something here, too. So close to her other properties? You know what? She's delicious. She could be anywhere. She's delicious? <laughs> yeah. Her specifically. Brittany Anderson, you're delicious. So coffee places. I also have heard Wind of Charm School. Oh, that'd be lovely. In there. Like moving totally or just opening up a satellite location? Satellite in the little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I did here. Tiny scoops. Tiny, yeah. Tiny vegan scoops. Tiny vegan scoops. Lavender ice cream. Yes, I'm for it. And also recently, Scott, this is kind of cool. Um, I am occasionally on Patrick Evans Hilton's radio show in Virginia Beach. You're He's making me jealous, Ruby. I know. I can't help it. It's the week of Valentine's Day. You're making me jealous. Oh, well, I Talking t- about other guys. I got to do it because he's great. And he has a radio show that comes on every Friday night on I think it's like Wavy 94. I don't actually, it's Wavy 98. Do you have an FM voice that you use? Oh, yeah. It's cooler than this voice that you should Can tune I hear in. It real quick? It's, it's so much cooler than this current voice I got rocking. Anyway, so. Do you go down there for that or you just call in? I call in. All right. 
but this time I went down to see him. Oh, nice. Because they he is not only the radio station, and then he has a nice little show that he does television-wise in Virginia Beach. He hosts a chef series. Okay, at? At the Cavalier, which Ooh, the is nice in, old hotel, hotel. Yeah, the recently renovated hotel. They have I called like it a, old. You called it recently renovated. It's elderly, but now re- eighty-five million dollar renovation. Wow! They they went from a hundred and some rooms to eighty-five rooms, eighty-five million dollar renovation. So let's just assume a million dollars a room. So yeah, nice. What does the uh, what does the chef series entail? So I think it's just started. Um, and it happens on Sunday nights, which I think is kind of cool because, you know, not a lot of things are, you can get a room. The room is a little less expensive sure. on a Sunday night. Million dollar room. It's a million dollar room, but it's not a million dollars. But anyway, the next upcoming one is March the 1st. And I think Travis Brust, who was the Williamsburg End chef, I think he's been here before to cook for Virginia this morning. Probably. They get a lot of great chefs that come through. What's relative, I mean, it's the entire experience is not particularly pricey. And it's really well done. Where do folks find that information? So they can go to the Cavalier Hotel's website, and then you can buy a ticket on Eventbrite. So it's the Historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club. And that's March 1st, I think, is the next one. Beautiful. If any of you listening, check it out. Let us know what you think about it. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yes, I did it this last time on Super Bowl evening, the Super Bowl night. I'm not familiar with that. What's that? Yeah, I know. I hear it's like where this big game where football players like run into each other. So, Roby, when you think of Southern food, what are the kind of foods that pop into your mind? Oh, goodness gracious. So, like, I think of the foods I grew up with because, I mean, I grew up in the South. So, I don't know, black-eyed peas, collard greens. Where did you learn about Southern dining and cooking? Like, how was that passed down in your family? So, generation, like, actually generationally. So, my dad cooks my father, my mom owned restaurants, but weirdly, my dad actually cooked most of their of our meals, and he cooked what his mom taught him. And she, he always talked about this. Like my, um, I never met my dad's mom. She died like a week before I was born. But apparently, she would make biscuits while everybody was sitting down to eat. So she could get them made, put in the oven. Everybody would sit down to the table, and then she would serve hot biscuits. Wow. And uh, Kind of cool, right? That sounds pretty amazing. He, I can he, smell uh, it already. My dad can do it, still. And you? No, I'm, oh. I'm crappy at it. I w- but they just have this knowledge that got passed down. I mean, I'm great at black-eyed peas and stewed tomatoes. Well, so in addition to Gordon Ramsay being in Richmond, one of the topics that we spoke about with Shane over at Southern Kitchen was this whole idea of generational cooking. It was her family is where she is the reason why she is where she is today. The interesting thing is she tr- said that doesn't necessarily translate into being a successful restaurant. So, okay, I want to talk about this. Like, here we go. Okay, we're just going to go. I'm going right into it. Yes. Shane. Yes. You, <laughs> you've been through it. Yes, I have. So, from start to finish, because I realized 24 hours mm-hmm. to hell and back yes. with Gordon Ramsay. Yes. What exactly is the timeline? The, the timeline is definitely 24 hours. It is. It is definitely. He sticks to that. He doesn't veer from it. He brings in an amazing crew of people that are the, I mean, the best of the best of the best at what they do. Designers, decorators, art people, painters, a wallpaper crew. But this man brings in about 200 and some crew members. So it's a... 
it's an event when it isn't even on the television. Yeah, when he started to drop off the uh, equipment necessary to film the show, um, tourism, Virginia Regional Tourism called me and said, what is going on? We have a manifest list that is so amazing that we don't even understand. Do you know what's going to happen? I was like... I don't, I don't know what's going on. But he dropped off generators. He rented the whole block. He took two street and he took that block down. And then he rented a, the whole other section of Jackson Ward. He rented the whole entire section. So when this man comes to do it, he spends a lot of money and a lot of time investigating a restaurant. He spends a lot of time just making sure that he even wants to be bothered with you. So let's take this back a little bit. You've been in the restaurant industry here in Richmond for a minute or two. Seven years. And you were not originally in the spot you are in now. So, Scott, we are with Shane of Southern Kitchen Kitchen. Restaurant. That's correct. And you were down in the bottom to begin with. Love the bottom. Always will love it. They used to call me the mayor of Shaco Bottom because my movement was to bring Shaco Bottom back. And, um, you know, I saw a need. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, born and raised. I'm not a transplant. I've been here all my life. So I've seen Miller and Rose come and go. I've seen Tallheimer's. I used to go in the bakery there when I was a little girl. I walked Broad Street when I was small. So you're talking to someone that has seen Richmond in his heyday. And so I have a belief in my city, you know, and that's my first target is to be something big for the city because we need more national notoriety and we have a plethora of foodies we got <laughs> choir i'm telling you right now I'm, we do with that that Honey. we do we have a lot we have the foodie industry on lock and that's why we're making so many waves because food is emotional we grew up with food but in the south it's not much to do but eat Drink and be mad. Sit in the heat. Yeah, just drink and eat. So, I mean, just outside of what I've done, Richmond as a whole, the population, has put us in places we've never dreamed of being. In Forbes magazine, in um, Top Food in the Country, we're named like number 13 in the country right now for food. Richmond, Virginia, with a population of 200 and some thousand in the inner city. So you've got to imagine what the people, let's give it to them not me, what they are doing for the movement. Gordon came here because he recognized Richmond, right? Sure. What's interesting is I watched that episode, and there's a couple of things he showed on the way in that are in the middle of transition, which I think is very cool, but that's a whole nother story. Right. So let's start downtown. So in the beginning, you were downtown. Shaco Bottom. Sure. What made you start a restaurant? I know we all see this in the episode, but for people that have yet to see the episode, <laughs> I'd love a little background. So I come from television and radio, if everybody doesn't know that. I was 20-some years in media. Um, what were you doing then? Sales and marketing. Okay. So I sold radio and I sold television. So I come from a world of very hard knock where you have to you have to have the guts to get out there. It's commission sales and it's a very hard business, but a very fair business cuz selling air is different, you know what I mean? So for me, when I got into 2008 and I didn't see my life where I wanted it to be, I had a love for food. I was a foodie. So that was me on the opposite side. I had a love for the food culture. I had taken clients to every restaurant in Where Richmond. were you eating seven years ago? Because oh, you know seven years ago, yeah. Richmond was so <laughs> was different. different. So I was probably eating at Croker Spot. I would take clients there. I would take clients to the Bull and Bear when it was in. Sure, at the top of the building. Martin Agency loved that. I would go to places like um, more, more uh, the, the small 
restaurant scene wasn't as big as it is now. Sure. But Millie, shout out to him. Just love him, <laughs> love him, love him, Paul. Yeah. I love Paul. So those are the places that I considered myself eating that had really good food. So I didn't chain restaurant then. I would take people to smaller locations where the food would blow your mind. Sure. So those are some of the places that I would go to. Um, and for me, it w- it's always been about the taste, you know, how small or big. If you got mm-hmm. good food, you got good food. You'd absolutely. <laughs> that, that, truly, if you build it and it tastes good, they will come. They will come. So corner of the... 18th and Main, 17th and Main, right in the heart of Shaco Bottom. What and, was it about Shaco that drew you there? Um, the landscape. It reminded me of being back in old Virginia when the buildings are old. My building was a hundred and some years old. So it was old. And you could go down into the basement and still see the tunnels that the generals would go through to get to the Capitol. So for me, growing up old Richmond and growing up in the remembrance of how we used to be, I love the modernization. Don't get me wrong. But you got to remember about Jamestown and the settlement in Richmond and what it's been through in the Capitol. So if you can remember all of that and you really do understand it, it's there are not many cities you can go to and their buildings a hundred and some years old. Sure, restaurant building. <laughs> I mean, no, sure, <laughs> absolutely. When you walk into a hundred-year-old building that's been a restaurant before oh you owned gosh. it, I mean, how do you turn that into something that says this is Shane's yeah, place? If it now? feels like you, how do you take the space before? Um, so your passion will reign through if you have a passion for what you do as a as a restaurateur, as a person of character. Your character will show through in your new space. But you still don't forget it, it was Bird in the Hand when I was little. It was Castle. Th- <laughs> Honey. That's such a great name for a restaurant, honestly. <laughs> Castle Thunder. And I would have people come in the restaurant and say, I want to tell you what this was like back 50 years ago when I would come in here. But you've done What was it like? And they said that the bar was on the other side and things were so Castle different. Castle Thunder. I'm honey. Shane and I are opening another restaurant. We're breaking news now, and it's going to be called Castle Thunder 2.0. That's That was a good name. You guys got to admit that. It was a great name. That was a great name. For a lot of things. Football team. Yeah, man. Restaurant now. Baseball. No, we're going to to serve wings. I'm going to finally get my crinkle cut right. french fries. <laughs> right. Things are going to happen. And we're going to have some thunderbolts in there. We're going to every so often. <laughs> every, every, just here it comes. <laughs> right. You guys that's are too a much. Na- that's a name of a drink. We're going to be in thunderbolt shaped glasses. What? That's how it goes. Right. Where can you get your thunderbolt? At Castle Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> are you guys like old friends? What's happening here? We totally are now. Out. I'm going to leave. We just <laughs> went into business together. I'm going to come back Richmond, get ready. Hours. <laughs> Shelter in place. There is so much energy in the room right now. Vibrations or thunderbolts. Yes, yes, yes. yes. All right, let's rewind. Okay. So we're at 17th and Main. Yes, we are. You have done sales and marketing for yes. a radio, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'd like to get my hands dirty and wash dishes. <laughs> yes. So how does that happen? Okay, so everyone thought I was crazy, by the way. Everybody said, my children included, Mom, no. You stay in marketing. You're not going anywhere. You've had 20-some years. You're due to grow, and you're people are looking at you for a big position. And I was like, yeah, but I don't love it anymore. I've been doing it a long time. And sales was changing. It was a dying breed for me. And so I said, let some of these new kids come up and do some sales. I'm going to go find my own way. And so then I said to my whole family, I want to do food. And they were like, dah, dah, dah. <laughs> so as a mom, before the restaurant, were you cooking food for oh. your kids every night? Or oh how, what was that dynamic Honey, like? Okay. You, you know I was cooking food. I just got to look. <laughs> 
I know this is a podcast. I just got to look. I feel like my mom was just in the room. I mean, literally. We're about the same age, but you just froze me right now. Yeah, you know, you get the look. Did you see me? I actually stepped. I get the look. They know the look. Y'all know the look. I was like, okay, I'm not ready for this. Yes, I was cooking. I was cooking up a storm. Yes, ma'am. So the only night they were allowed to eat out, it was called Family Fridays. They could pick a restaurant on Friday that they would want to go to because I taught my girls that you, you eat out sometimes. So every Friday, no matter what the restaurant, sometimes they would name restaurants like Ruth Chris. <laughs> I want to go here. I'm like, you're, you're eight. <laughs> what are you going to get, the lobster test? So now they, they say things like, I'll have my son, I'll have the filet mignon. I'm like, <laughs> boy. <laughs> so we, You'll have the ribeye. <laughs> <in my Yes. laughs> uh, medium well, please. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, but with Chris is that beautiful fireplace, yes. so I can oh totally my gosh. understand. So they would pick places like I mean, you would just not believe the places they wanted to go to. But it was only on Friday, so that means I cook Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So nice. what was on the menu at your house? On um, on the menu at my house was Southern cuisine because in generational living, you cook what your grandmother cooked. Sure. So that's the truth. What? So name a, like a dinner on a so Wednesday. a dinner on a Wednesday night would be a quickie. So we might have a quick pick on fried cabbage, and we might have a chicken breast. Sure, and that's it. Healthy and lovely. just let's that's it. Eat that. So during the week, the dinners would be small, and then by Sunday, I would. Bill to the Sunday dinner. <laughs> you know the Sunday dinner where you're tapping your foot. And you're like, when is this food going to be done? When is it going to be done? And that's everybody in this world. If you're out there and you didn't tap your foot on Sunday, I'm worried about you. <laughs> so you tapping and you looking and you snapping beans and you picking collars and your grandma talking and they all gossiping, by the way, in the kitchen. And you're like, hello, sir, mom, grandma. Did I ask you anything? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's all. That's Sunday dinner. <laughs> then, and then you eat. And then you eat. So we went from cooking in our own house to 17th and Maine, mm-hmm. and the Southern cuisine is your thing in the That's Southern kitchen. Thing, so you baby. just kept what, what was going on in your What's house natural, and moved it right. over. You well, don't. I don't want to reinvent what I'm used to. Sure. I was going to ask about 17th and Maine. So how long was that restaurant open for? Five years. My lease was five years. I would not leave until my lease was up. Okay. I wanted to put a commitment into that building. And I love that so building. So it was your call to leave? It was my Shaka call, Lama. of course. Yeah, okay. and a lot of people were upset about that. They were upset that I was going to take the breath out of Shaco because I was such a big force down there. You know, I had the patio. You were the mayor. I was going. They called me the mayor of Shaco. Now, don't get offended, LeVar. <laughs> If you're out there. <laughs> he seems to have pretty thick skin. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so what was behind that decision? Um, it was merely a financial decision. Um, if you're out there in the world of restaurants and if you're out there as a patron, you have to have a certain number of seats to be able to turn. And that's a Restaurant 101, a financial conversation for new restaurateurs if you ever do a show on that. When you're walking into a restaurant, know your numbers. Okay. Sure. So before you invest in something, you should know how many seats is going to take to turn. How ma- what's the cost per seat? What's the cost per per everything in their plates? Everything. So you've got to have that education when you jump into the restaurant world. Did you have that when you jumped in? Absolutely not. So what mistakes did you make? Oh my gosh, we could be here all day. I mean, how, how, how long do y'all have? <laughs> I think she's alone in this. I think when a no. first-time restaurateur spends, just finds it out on their own, yes. that actually is maybe a class that needs to occur yes. because opening a restaurant takes far longer than you think, right. costs far more than you would it originally. takes more licensing and more releases sure. than you think. It so what's the biggest, I don't want to call it a mistake, what's um, the biggest learning opportunity? That, the biggest, that um, you can call it a mistake, baby. Right, it's yeah, a mistake. Yeah, it's a mistake. Let's call it what it is. 
<laughs> it was I make them all day long. I do all day. It's a pink elephant. It's a pink elephant in the room. <laughs> all day long. All day. So the mistake that I made was I didn't have enough financial backing to open a restaurant. So I went into it without enough money. So when you go into a restaurant, you better have some leverage on income. You better have either saved enough or gotten a loan or something. The first five years, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. There are going to be times when you have to pay your restaurant bills and not pay your own bills if you don't have the leverage. So to get into it at ground zero, by the way, I got into it before it got big. So you got to imagine it's big now. But when I got into it seven years ago, it hadn't hit its curve. So Right, we were just coming into our own as Richmond. Just coming into our own. Maybe we were hitting the upwards trajectory, but we weren't quite there yet. Financially not Mm -hmm. quite there. The median income has changed in Richmond. The households have changed. The uh, the rebirth of Scott's Edition, the rebirth of what we hope Jackson to be Ward. down Jackson Ward yeah. and downtown. So for me, um, the movement is to be conscientious, right? Sure. Conscientious of your decision to make sure that you can handle it. So, okay. So you your five-year lease is up. You're kind of on the cusp of, hey, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. And so you go to another area of Richmond that hasn't quite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, you, now you're making it real, more real. Yes. Re- real, recognize like, real, everybody. Can you survive Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> so can't you survive Roby Martin? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned, folks. I'm going to start down here where things are, you know. They're coming along, and now I'm going to move to... Where nothing's happening. Exactly. (laughs) Let's just be honest. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, I I know rents can play a part in this and all of those things, but what... Did you sit at home, talk to your family, and just put up a prayer? Um, I would have to say, for me, I sat at home and talked to just the spirits out there, whatever spirits you believe in, and I said to myself, if it is to be, it's up to me. I've given it five years, and I did great, right? Good customers, good clientele, amazing people. So for me, I didn't want to disappoint the people, and my daughter kept saying that to me. She said, Mom, you've got to think about yourself. You can't want to please everybody. That's why she didn't want me to go back, because she said, you're doing this for the customers. You're not doing this for yourself. Sure. But, I mean, when you just had, if you could see the village I had around me and the people that had supported me on all kinds, Mr. Ucrops, the owner of PFG, would eat in my restaurant. So all walks of lives were giving me business, the governor, the mayor, and then down to the the housewives, the day workers, the little guy who just comes in to get a bite to eat. So... You just thought, I got to keep going. Yes, for the people. Sure. So we've moved to Jackson Ward, and we've been there for a year. Not quite, nine months. <laughs> and it takes a, to have a baby in nine months, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. My blessing is coming. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know as everybody gets Gordon Ramsay to parent after Funny. nine months. I got to tell you, I would love to have that. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Yes. So nine months and you get a call, a full disclosure before we get into your mm-hmm. experience. I was asked to be a part of oh, this wow. and was 
was doing things for Fire, Flower, and Fork, which uh-huh. is one of our big food festivals here yes. while this was going on. Yes. So I knew that it was happening, right. but wasn't able to be a part of it. Right. I told Scott that, I, that they had reached out to me, <laughs> and I was like, mm. They did not reach out to me, but <laughs> oh, oh, Scott. I was left out in the I would have brought him oh, with me. I mean, Scott. come on. <laughs> I would have been like, sorry, but we all got to come. <laughs> but I had heard that this was happening, yes. and it had had a, a little plant, a, like she lives in the apartment, yes. kind of across the street from yours, yes. taking some video. Yes. Of yes. what was happening, yes. just so I could keep my finger on the pulse of yes. what was going it was on. Very secretive. Yes. Yes. Everybody Except was for that hush, big truck hush. That rolled yeah. in okay. with Gordon Ramsay's face. So how on. Well, I, I didn't even know Gordon Ramsay was coming. That's how bad it was. So I would like to. So st- we're nine months in. We're thinking. Mm, I love my daughter. I'm, I mean, I watched the episode. Right. I would like you to know. <laughs> I just saw you get ready to cry. I pretty much held my teeth and weeped the entire right. time. Right. Those things are emotional. <laughs> Hell, oh man. gosh. My Ryan, my other half, he was like. What is wrong with you in the living room? Everybody, I'm like people bawling. Said they were, the husbands were leaving, going, "I cannot believe you're crying for it. this." Is what's wrong with you? Oh, just tears rolling. Everybody. So I got over. Shout out to everyone in this world, in the social media reign and the podcast world. Thank you for all of the comments and commitments you made because I got thousands. That's great. Weeping. We're all weeping. <laughs> I'm crying. I was crying. I'm crying. Shooting from my eyeballs, <laughs> like straight out the face. It's I mean, nothing wrong with a good cry, everybody. Oh, no. I mean, in my tea, it was nuts. So nine months in. So this, yes. is, this is October of 2019 mm-hmm. we're talking about. Right. Yes. Okay. And yes. then it just aired this Tuesday. past Tuesday, yes. the first time. Yes. I may have DVR'd it. <laughs> I may have rewound I, a couple yeah, of portions. Were, right. People are like, I'm, I'm recording it. I'm I saw friends. <laughs> I, w- I was like, I know you. I know right. you. Yeah. I know you. So they so they come in. Oh, no. I want to go all the way back. Yes. Somebody had to have called you they and did. said, hey, man, we'd like you to be a part of this. Of something they didn't say was Gordon Ramsay. They said it was Famous Kitchens, and they were just calling because they had heard about me, and they do a lot of analytics, and they wanted to feature me on a new show. And that the expert... Guys, get this. The expert is looking at you. I said, well, who's the expert? We can't tell you. I'm so like, they have you sign all this paperwork? Uh, yeah, a lot of I mean, of like it. tons and yes, tons? Yes, legal agreements out of the yin-yang. And you can't talk about no. it? No. And do they put cameras in your restaurant? For months. For months and months and Watching months. Watching me. Yeah, there's that part of the show oh, I where... Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I say, I'm a Tasmanian devil. Actually, I love that term. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> because you're everywhere at once. I'm like, I mean, I'm like, like I think a Tasmanian. I'm everywhere. The coat guy there. I'm in the kitchen. Yes. No, great <laughs> statement. You ought to make t-shirts. I'm a Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Yes, I think it's great. Yeah, trademark right there. <laughs> right. So they put cameras all over your restaurant. And microphones. Okay, so every... And they're wow. in there, and you know that that's happening. Happening. Right, but, but you, you forget. forget about oh, it, of sure. course you do. They're in there for like hours business. and days. Yes. you can't hide it all. Is there, a, is there a point person in Richmond, like a producer no, that stays with they you? They were all out of LA, so they just drop off the cameras. They and peace get out. a hotel here, I would assume, and just no, yeah. they stayed. That's what I'm saying. But like, yeah. for months and months and months, they the camera people back, stayed. They went back and forth okay. for like two months. Okay, but they would stay for a moment and then go back out. So how long did had you been open in that spot before they said, hey, I'd like cameras? So October, so I guess I opened in June, June, July, August, September, five months. And wh- do you know why they chose your restaurant? I have not a clue. So there was no... Still, re- they still, still don't have an idea. So, okay. So you were no. open about five months and they came yes. in and said, we'd like to do this. We'd like to do a kitchen show. Whatever. A kitchen show is what they called it. Cameras up. Things are happening. You're open for lunch. Yes. And... 
the ladies group right yeah (laughs) well no that was when he actually got there okay so so a couple of the scenes before that were when they came and i was just open for regular lunch they would get people to sign saying you know you're going to be on film today these these are my like my regular customers coming okay so you'll see a little bit of footage the part when i say i'm a tasmanian devil and different things where he that's when the camera crew was there just filming i guess trying to catch stuff dirty stuff mice whatever they try to catch whatever they try to catch to put on back on that you don't know about so that's what they do they come in to initially get scenery to add into sure. the actual raw. So if you do watch this show, which I, obviously I'm very into yeah. food, <laughs> I, I watch it pretty regularly, and usually there is, like... Disclosure: There was none in her show. Yes. But usually, there's like weirdly stored chicken, <laughs> right. yeah. or like this a, is disgusting. The, yeah, I mean, the right. chicken is or raw. he rips something out yes. and it's like, "There's black mold." To bring the restaurant. Yeah, though. I mean, so you're lucky. Yeah, I was true, blessed. But, but she, Truly. Th- it's still, I mean, that there wasn't building, even. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> might, might oh, I don't know about that one. It's a different storyline. You might have found something in the Thunderdome. What was it called? Thunder Castle Thunder. You just never know what you find in Castle Thunder. Yes, we're still in it together here. <laughs> but I mean, your restaurant was very clean, was so amazing. it wasn't anything that he could talk well, about there. I would say to you that a restaurant can build dirt in a week. You of know course. how that is. In the restaurant industry, it's it's a mass industry, and you're passing thousands of consumers through it. So you do have to stay on top of cleaning at all times. So just to the respect, a restaurant can get dirty in five months. It's it's your your effort to keep it clean that makes it cleanliness. Well, I, I enjoyed that part because it really dug into deep into to what's going on, like inside the restaurant, mm-hmm. as opposed to physically inside the restaurant. I thought that this episode was really good with that. Yes. So he's there for several months camera-wise. Right. Then you have your regulars keeping secrets from you. Right. Well, they didn't know what was going on. I I think they would tell the... They would stand at the door and tell the customers, you know, you're going to be on film. This is while they were filming me to build the show. On the kitchen show that you thought. Kitchen and air quotes. And obviously Gordon was looking at that. Sure. He was looking at the footage and the things to see if he even wanted to do it. Right. So I think initially um, when they presented me to him, um, the producers... Both of them were amazing producers. He, they said, he said, no, I don't want to go there. Oh, gosh. So initially he was like, <laughs> nope. He said no. Oh, wow. He was that like, was, they were lying to you, though. No. They were trying to throw you off no, the No, he scent? told me. He said, oh. well, I didn't know what I was coming here for. I'm thinking it's nothing wrong with oh, her. got it. It's nothing wrong with her kitchen. It's nothing wrong with the food too much. You know, I might have changed a few things. But why am I spending time with her? So, but something had to click that it changed. For him. Well, yes. good. So for the first time, I think Gordon realized the need to stop worrying about some of that stuff and worry about the people that were running the restaurant. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was good. Goosebumps on me, right? Oh, no, God, I thought it was great. So we fast forward, <laughs> cameras, regulars keeping secrets. Right. Everybody no, they didn't know. Thing. They thought I, it was I a know, commercial. You of course. And then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of lunch service. Yes. You have this ladies group in there that's I all wearing bizarro right. hats. <laughs> right. With the tw- One big lady. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, your choice in style, we got to talk yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, it's I Gordon. mean, it's a lot with that hat. <laughs> and that, man, uh, it's a whole nother podcast. Yes. So all of a sudden, he stands up. And like what? It's Undresses. A, he stands he up. up and like whips things off. Yes. Like, at, like he's in the phone booth and he's Superman. And you see him go Shane. And does the record scratch? I mean, I didn't. 
I was Did like, start the record scratched, the bombs dropped. <laughs> the, I mean, the, 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 the wind started blowing. You were just like, it's a hurricane. You know what I mean? You're like, what is happening? What is going on? So, Shane, can you come from the kitchen, please? In his London voice, Shane, can you come from the kitchen, please? So you had no idea. Not honestly. one honestly. idea. I look, honestly. At, I look at reality TV. I, can look I look at reality TV. So, so everybody that was there at the time, because I have friends that were there, they, you thought, they all thought it was going to be possibly part of this kitchen show. Well, I thought it was going to be Michael Irvin. And, and, and none of them knew that even he was there. I don't know. So all of those individuals, because they had to stay to yes. come back for your next yes. thing. So the way it works is the people that were in the restaurant right. come back and try sure the enough. food yeah. the right. second time right. for individuals that don't watch right. the show. Right. I think they invite those guests, not knowing it's, they don't know it's going to be Gordon Ramsay either, but they're invited guests. I think a few of them that work with him closely know, but the invited guests, right. you could see the look on their face. They were like, what is going on in here? Well, so when they reached out to me, I didn't know. When, mm-hmm. when I was telling you, Scott, about right. this, I didn't know that it was Gordon mm-hmm. Ramsay. Right. We were told that it was some sort of food show, show right. and that they needed individuals with some sort of background in, in food. food knowledge. Correct. And they were like, as the resident food critic, <laughs> which I am not a food critic anymore, <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't really know if I'm the right person for this. I do know a couple of food critics now. Right. But and he I'm had not- them there. <laughs> so I, actually, I don't think there was any food critics in your... You know? Which I think is a good thing, because yes. I think the general population or the individuals that were in your restaurant when uh-huh. this was yes. airing, I really thought that that was across the board a good it was. crew. It was. He had a great crew there. After I got to meet them and know who they were, he had some people that could really critique the business with an honest, great. honest opinion. So Gordon undresses in the middle of your restaurant. Oh, my gosh. Scott you're, needs to hear about Gordon oh undressing. You're freaking, oh. out a little bit. you're freaking out a little bit. Yeah. And so... Hair standing on top of my Let's head. talk about that moment. So the moment when he, he gets up and he says, Shen, come to the room. And I come to the room. <laughs> with your cocktail and sticks. And Gordon. And so I say, Gordon Ramsay. I said, now, really, y'all, Gordon Ramsay. This is unbelievable. I'm like, Gordon Ramsay? Then I start thinking, ah, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Were you familiar with his show of before? Course. Okay, okay. You, mean? you know Gordon Ramsay. If you're in any culinary business and you don't know Gordon Ramsay, get out of it. <laughs> I'll tell you a little secret. Uh, in all of 2019, I mean, we, we post to our website, Channel 6's website, Dozens of stories a day, hundreds of stories a month, right. thousands of stories right. a year. Right. The story of Gordon Ramsay being spotted in Richmond was our number two story, second most clicks out of any web story we wrote for the entire 2019. Honey, I was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Ooh. Somebody called me and said, Shane, you're trending on Twitter. You feel that heat, Rose? I said, trending Ooh. on Twitter? It's getting hot in here. Well, my goodness. Yeah. They say, you are trending on Twitter. He's a worldwide superstar. He's he, he, if you know anything about the television world, he gets about two million views from that show. He can garner up to four million. So he's he's in it to win it, baby. You know, he's got yeah. He, I'm telling you, he and Guy Fieri, the two that have come here in the last six months, they're the largest food shows there is currently, currently. right now. Biggest ratings. Also, also you know, they're, and in my opinion, great guys. Great guys. Very straight shooters. Straight shooters. I don't know if guys are straight shooter as much as he really likes the slang, but the right. slang is a very is very good slang. Flavor Town. Flavor Town. I want those two to be in a room together. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, um, when you realize what's happening, yes, that's when the twenty four hour clock yep. starts. Well, he takes you. He introduces himself. He stands up and he says, 
I'm Gordon Ramsay, and I'm here for the 24-hour Stalin Back Show. And then he starts to talk, and then he starts to do the walk, the walk that you see all of us walking to the truck. Right. We're at the truck. Then he flips up this big TV screen and starts to let you see how how actually silly you are. You know what I mean? And all the people that were in your in restaurant, restaurant are there looking are at you on the screen doing all kinds of grotesque things. <laughs> so do they let you go home in the 24 hours? They gave me a hotel room. And did they give all of the individuals in your restaurant no, a hotel room? No, my daughter's room? got a hotel room and I got a hotel room. Everyone else stayed in there. For Even Dre? Dre, oh. It's my kitchen, chef. It's my kitchen. <laughs> so everybody in your restaurant, including his 200 people, plus the individuals that were eating? Yeah, no, they go. They go somewhere else. My okay. staff has to stay for okay. 24 hours. They must have loved you for that. They were so tired. That's their little babies. I'm sure. They were beat up. So, and it starts, I see that he starts a clock. He lets me sleep, by the way, everybody. <laughs> You have to look good for TV. I, I think what he does is it's so emotional because he's been through all that emotion sure. that you see. So he lets you go like at the end of the night, like 9, 10 o'clock. He says, let her go and rest for a moment because he's drained you by then. He showed you all of your wrongdoings, everything you've done incorrectly. He talks a lot to you in a very big voice. <laughs> so by that time, the person that he's dealing with is drained. Sure. And you need your, but you probably aren't sleeping anyway. No, I'm in the hotel room like, this is the most, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the most. Like, I can't talk about right. it with anybody. And they, yeah, I they can't, tell I you can't, can't call out. They don't want you to make it. They take your cell phone. You can't, so you're pretty much just, just you like, hanging out with your thoughts about, oh my gosh, right. did I, in the last seven months, did I say something <laughs> crazy? Right. What, did I throw something at I'm someone? Like, what did they get? You're racking your brain right, about right, everything right. that's happening. And then you see yourself like, I'm a Tasmanian devil. You know? yeah. And you're like, what else could he possibly right. show? Right. So you go through this whole thing. The end happens. Yes. And then, and he says, this is what it's going to look like from now on. Right. And what do you do after it's all over? Um, you breathe. You breathe. And then you wait? Because the episode, what, came out last Tuesday? Yes, and I had I didn't get a chance to see it. They didn't let me preview it. Ugh. They didn't let me see anything about it. Never so right. when the whole world is seeing it, that's when I'm seeing it. He is very, very, very true to his word. That's great to hear. Mm -hmm. He is a man of character. So he does not lie. And what you have wrong, he's going to tell you, whether you want to hear it or not. So it seems dramatic to us, but it really was exactly what was happening. Well, and I think what he, why he does that is because you, either you want to make it or you don't want to make it. Either you want to correct these things and move forward, or you want to stay like this. And that's his motto. You know, I can only help you if you want to be helped. Sure. But you have to have full transparency, right? Full transparency over the restaurant business. Because there's a lot of people out here with restaurants that are making a lot of mistakes. And to have an expert, that's like if I could hire the best person in the world to come. Right? Sure. Could you afford that? You couldn't. And he's like, here we go, but I want you to take my advice because right. you're because I'm giving it to I'm you. I'm giving without, it to mm -hmm. you on a silver spoon, mm -hmm. but you better be able to take it. Did At any moment during the 24 hours where you're like, I don't want this. I walked away and got in the truck, as you saw. I did, but it, I mean, that sometimes you know that's very tough. No, they so initially they didn't even have the cameras. I had taken, I what my mic was gone, I had ripped it off. That was his mic, you could hear me talking a little bit. Um, because I was, I had thrown up the deuces, they didn't show that part. I said, <laughs> deuces, and why? Was, why? Um, 
I think just for me, some of the things that he was saying to me was tough love. Like, and I didn't like want to hear about my daughters, yeah. you know, about I was using my children, you know, to finance my own business and about me um, not being prepared for the restaurant business when I went into it and that I was a charity case for customers that everybody loves me. But I'm giving away everything and um, I care too much about people and not about myself and my family. And you're literally killing yourself for your your customers. And is that going to be worth it in the end to your family? got to understand that he kept saying that to me he has five children was it when he was saying that you were hearing it but was it seeping in or were oh, you yeah. yeah oh yeah that's when I started to get upset because I was like you know coming to the reality yes I've spent 17 hours in here yes all the customers love me but my children don't love me anymore like they used to my mom doesn't see me anymore my son doesn't know who I am so it became um a time when I had to admit to myself that I had done that and, and, and that's what it took, Gordon Ramsay coming from Hollywood course, or London. Because I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was only trying to make bills and make payments. Were people telling you that before he showed up? Absolutely He was not. the first one no, to really he was the first one tough to love. Your kids weren't even telling no, you that? they were okay. scared. You heard my daughter say, I'm scared. I kissed my mom. I can't tell her. You sure, know that I don't sure, want to do this. You sure. know? And my other daughter saying, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm going to do whatever she tells me to do. No. Are you all having those conversations more of candidly course, now? Of course. Of course. We um, went on a big trip right after that was over. I had never closed a restaurant in seven years. I took five days off and took them away um, to relax. And um, I finally made a conscious decision to get out of there sometimes and go home and let my daughter stay for a moment. So it became a fan. Most small businesses and most small restaurants are family owned and operated, whether you know it or not. It's a mother, a husband, a child. So it's a lot of family businesses. So after the 24 hours and all the changes that he instilled, did you keep them right after the episode? Or, like, are you not allowed to do it till the episode airs? Honey, if you change anything that Gordon Ramsay has done, you might not be the so smartest you just So t- you just told your general public who didn't know this was going on that you had made some changes in the restaurant. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when they came in, I couldn't initially talk about it because I had to wait until the show came out. So I just was like, yeah, I got a little interior decorating done. And it had kind of started to seep out a little bit because people had started buzzing around. Sure. They saw it. And so, <laughs> the big truck. Uh-huh. It, you can't away. hide that. <laughs> and and the, taking the right. whole two street down, you know. Right. So, but they, um, so yeah, it was starting to seep out but some people you know obviously just didn't know because they weren't they weren't privy to it so I just had to just stay mouth shut you know closed god that has to be the Ugh. hardest secret to yeah. keep yeah I think my tongue is back in my mouth I literally bit it off you know so. oh, I'm sure <laughs> were you aware that he was in Virginia when like no. Channel 6 was posting things or when he was Lowry's, at Lowry's. Yes, I was. So oh, you knew yeah. he was in Virginia. Yeah, but I didn't know he was coming to me. Sure, but it was all... He'd about, done Lowry's. That's what the... It was all about the same time. It was all about the same like, time, though, Well, right? he's not coming to me. Yeah, well, he, the truck I, I guess he did three, three which also he was... out three in, The one, one in Manquin, mm-hmm. which is now... Adamans. Yeah, it was Seafarers. Seafarers, yeah. And, and you, you guys spoke. The group yes, of you yeah, have talked with each other? Different people, like from the chef's side, you know, I said it was very difficult. You know what I mean? We all knew it was... It was very hard for all of us, you know? Everybody says, well, he took the lightest on you. Did you watch their episodes? Of course, of course. And were you worried because theirs came out before Cause I, cause I, he was rough. He on, was rough very, on them. Oh. I, well, I mean, he, when you watch him, he's he's pretty rough. If he goes in someplace, he's pretty much going in to do some major, major changes, right? Um, he, but he was very. I, I don't know if you watch some of the previews of the upcoming ones. Right. But, you know, <laughs> they look like they were pretty easy on all of Virginia. If people could see what's right. coming, but they, I mean, they changed. The name of the one in Manquin, yes, which yes. is kind of tough, yeah, but it looks great. Yeah, it's, and I've heard from 
customers that go there and ask their food is better. We did a story with them this past yeah. week. We interviewed right. them on TV. Yeah. 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 So, you know, thankful that you got the, the chance, the opportunity to deal with him, you know. And if you looked at it, anything other than that, you know, you're not looking at life in, in an open-eye view. There are no mistakes in life. Yeah, I agree. Well, well I make them every day, but, I, they're, <laughs> but they're, they're meant to be made. Yeah, no mistakes in made. life, only in opening a restaurant, yeah. right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what's next for you? Well, um, I've got some tea to spill. Ooh. I will be on another show. What breaking I, I, news? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I can't tell you, but it'll be big for Richmond also. It's national television also. Okay. So you'll see me again very soon. So you're on another, is it a restaurant show? Mm-hmm. Very cool. <laughs> so I was going to ask another you. Another network though, not Fox. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you regretted doing Gordon Ramsay, but I'm guessing the answer is no since you're doing another show. No. Right. So. This show was done before Gordon. Uh, it uh, was done. It oh just God, hasn't yeah. aired yet. Not yet. You know how everybody from the television world inside we know seasons and episodes, so it's due for this season. So Very I'm breaking cool. it here right on this podcast. Very cool. And how hard was that? Very similar to this or different? Oh, my gosh. It was rough. Wow. Let's think. Can we, can we uh, <laughs> Oh, can I we can certainly speculate, <laughs> but I will not no, because I feel like this is great things to hear because yeah. I love the idea that yeah. the spotlight stays on Richmond. Yes. That's and, what it's about. And, is, is, and it ends positively. <laughs> Yes. Good. It's good. no mistakes in life. I'm I told good. you That's that. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I just I really spill the tea. <laughs> I mean, so national, more national, national television coming to Richmond. I like it. Beautiful. Spill the tea. Now we got to get some more shows. Get some more people from Richmond on bigger shows. I think that that's coming, and I'm mm. not going to spill that tea. But <laughs> I hear lots of things. You're listening to Scott and Roby <laughs> on Eat It Virginia with Shane from Southern Kitchen Restaurants. <laughs> So what do you think, Roby? Would you invite Gordon Ramsay to come on our podcast and, cr- and critique what we do for a living? Uh, tough love is tough. <laughs> think he would bring some cocktail sticks? I hope he brings cocktail sticks. So I do have a correction that he would do. <laughs> what's, uh-oh, what's that? Uh, so I don't know what's happening over there with Saltbox. Oh, right. So on our previous podcast, we'd mentioned that Saltbox, and w- after hearing from many people who work there, Yes, and a couple of purveyors. That Saltbox and Willow Lawn was closing. Someone reached out to you and said what? Well, that they have reopened. Okay. So I will tell you from with my own eyeballs, I drove by there to see if we could get in, and it is not open. So if you guys have news about whether or not Saltbox is open and or closed, because we reported it as closed last time, now it is up in the air. Open-ish. Open-ish. Yeah. So how do they reach us on social media if they want to tell us about that? So they can reach us at Eat It Virginia on Instagram, at Eat It Virginia on Twitter, or at Eat It Virginia at gmail.com. Happy Valentine's Day, Scott. Mwah! This episode of Eat It Virginia... <laughs> Eat It Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia... <laughs> No! Oh, God, no.